Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is recorded in the Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter, beginning at verse 25. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Dear fellow redeemed, are you looking forward to Christmas? For many Christians, Christmas is their favorite time of year. We sing familiar Christmas carols and gather with loved ones to celebrate the Savior's birth. During this Advent season, we prepare once more to celebrate Jesus' birthday, to greet God's coming in the flesh, singing, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. But another Advent, another coming of Christ in the flesh, often goes overlooked during this joyful season. Jesus is coming again, this time as judge of the living and the dead. What a contrast this will be from his coming as a baby lying in a manger. On the last day, we will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Is this something you look forward to? Does the prospect of Jesus coming at the last day fill you with excitement or fear? Is the last day something you try not even think about, like the day of your own death, which is every individual's last day? How would Jesus have us anticipate his second coming? As those who believe in him as the Savior, Jesus would have us look forward to his coming again. While our heads may hang low at the prospect of the end of all earthly things, Jesus tells us, look up, look up to see the signs. Look up for your redemption is near. Look up to see the signs. Signs play an important role in our daily lives. Traffic signs are there to promote safe travel. Other signs warn us by pointing out dangers that lie ahead, such as limited visibility next 10 miles or danger falling rock. When we see these signs, we are especially careful not to let our guard down or be distracted. Signs also play an important role throughout the Bible. God used signs to announce Jesus' birth. Seven centuries before Jesus was born, Isaiah wrote, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. To announce Jesus' birth, God placed a special star in the sky, leading the wise men to ask, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Signs accompanied Jesus' death. As Jesus hung on the cross, graves were opened. The dead came forth and went into the city of Jerusalem. Darkness fell over the whole land for three hours, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. 
signs are an integral way of God's an integral part of God's way of doing things. That is why the apostles came to Jesus and asked him what kind of signs will precede his coming again at the end of the world. The first signs Jesus speaks of will take place in the heavens. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. We are given greater details of this in Matthew 24. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. 1 Peter 3 describes the destruction of the heavens by fire. The elements will melt in the heat. The very bonds that hold the universe together will be dissolved. This will be dreadful beyond our imagination. Since many will not know the meaning of these signs, this will cause them literally to be scared to death. Next, Jesus speaks of signs on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Today, we are experiencing what may be described as distress of nations. We read and hear of diseases, famines, violent earthquakes, governments in turmoil, various riots and rebellions. Our text tells us how severe this distress of nations will become at the end by describing the reaction of those who will witness these signs. Men's hearts failing them from the fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For unbelievers, this situation will be hopeless, filling them with distress, perplexity, fear, and foreboding. Without Christ, the course of this world will be without hope. These are the signs that we are to be alert to. Yet our tendency is not to look up but to look away from such things, or to ignore them, or to look down to the things of this world. Jesus warns both about being preoccupied with the anxieties of life and the various means to which people resort to escape the anxieties of life. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and cares of life and that day come on you unexpectedly. How do you handle stress? Jesus warns us not to try drowning our sorrows with drunkenness. In our day, we could have illegal drugs, compulsive gambling, internet porn, and other traps that easily control and even destroy our lives. Neither are we to leave anxiety itself unchecked. The worry we have about the present and the future, not just the end times, threatens to take away our trust that the Lord is working all things for the good of those who love him. That worry suffocates faith. Rather, Jesus exhorts us to watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things which that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. The worthiness spoken of is not something we have earned or deserved, but worthiness Christ has earned for us and gives to us as a free gift. Even the faith that receives Christ's worthiness is a gift from God the Holy Spirit, working through the word and sacraments. 
Those who watch and pray will be heard by God, will escape this world spiritually unharmed, and will stand with joy before the Son of Man on the last day. As we watch and pray, we look up. For if we don't, all we'll see is the mess we're in. All we'll see is that we cannot save ourselves. So we look beyond ourselves. We look up to the Lord who made heaven and earth. He is able to help, for he has not only created all things, but also preserves all things. We hope because the Lord has promised us to redemption. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. That is the theme of Advent. Our salvation is coming. We lift up our eyes in hope, trusting in the promises of God, knowing that no matter what happens, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus. Jesus' blood washes away our sins and gives us peace with God. And even if this world is passing away, we look forward to the new heaven and new earth, the home of righteousness, and the places that have been prepared for us in Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Cleanse our conscience, we beseech you, Almighty God, by the daily visitation of your grace, that when your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, shall come in the company of all of his saints, he may find us ready for his appearing, to meet him without spot or blemish, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.